It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Napa Know How. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I appreciate you listening each and every day. So much to get to. Thank you for listening. Like I said, audioboom.com. You can subscribe on iTunes. So much more. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, at James Rapine. In this podcast, you're going to hear from Bengals running back Jeremy Hill. Also, their top corner, Adam Pacman Jones. I talked to Adam about his play. A bunch of different reporters asked Adam Jones questions today at Paul Brown Stadium. Well, I was one of them. You'll hear him shortly. Like I said, this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. We're one part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and uh, it's the fastest-growing podcast network in the world today. Always appreciate you listening. And before you hear from Adam Jones, the NFL season's here. We're in full swing, eight games in. Look, it's week 10, and if you're looking for seats and you haven't been to an NFL game yet or if you're trying to get deals midway through the year, SeatGeek is the smartest and easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and person this season. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way to shop for tickets. I can do it anywhere I want. Tap here, tap there. I can instantly find seats for this weekend, for tonight, for any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek, what they do is they compare Using multiple ticket sites, they compare prices. The prices can vary depending on where you shop. SeatGeek will always find the lowest price for you, and they're going to let you know if you're getting good value or not because every ticket is given a grade based on the value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, it's 100% guaranteed. Every ticket you buy is 100% guaranteed on SeatGeek. So if you're traveling to New York, Monday night football, want to watch the Bengals, use SeatGeek. And best of all, my listeners, you are going to get $20, a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app and go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. The promo code, it's easy. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. It's L-O Bengals. Use the promo code L-O Bengals and SeatGeek is going to send you 20 bucks after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBENGALS today. I tease that you were going to hear from Adam Jones and you are going to. And it's interesting because I've been critical 
of Adam Jones. Uh, and, and I'm not sure that this team on defense can turn it around. I put all my marbles in one basket. I said on this very podcast just a few days ago that the only way the Bengals make the playoffs is if Andy Dalton is great and can hide their flaws. NFL quarterbacks that play great are like the top-tier makeup. They can hide flaws. This team uh, definitely flawed. Here's Adam Jones with a bunch of reporters. You'll hear my voice. You'll hear George Vogel's voice. You'll hear a bunch of guys and girls and reporters huddled around Adam Jones earlier today at Paul Brown Stadium asking him about his bye week, about the first half of the season, and looking ahead to the second half of the season when the Bengals still have a chance to make a playoff push. Here's Adam Jones. Your bye week, anything fun or get away from football, or what did you do for the bye week? Um, I did get away from football, but I still have my iPad watching all the games on Sunday. What? Uh, how much, I guess, self-assessment did you guys do in that bye week? Um, we did a lot. Um, I know I looked at every play um, that I was involved in, and um, the coaches showed a, a lot of plays that we can get better in, and um, in the running game and the passing game. How good do you feel about this second half? And um, I mean, the race is really tight. I know you got to worry about the Bengals, but uh, should be a pretty exciting second half. Yeah, it should be, man. We just got to take it one week at a time and, and see how it goes. You know, we only can worry about one one week at a time. Don't look ahead of the schedule. Um, we need this win this week, though. Yeah, you got the Giants coming up, and uh, we know what Eli Manning's done when he heats up. Uh, They've got a lot of different weapons, and, and Beckham's a guy that gets a lot of the pub. What what makes him uh, have those big breakout games he seems to have? Um, after, after the catch, um, you got to make sure you tackle him. He's a big chunk yard after the catch. Um, he can run good routes. He can scratch the field. Um, he's a complete receiver. Is there a team you can compare them to maybe with the weapons they have on offense? And, and, um, and I know running-wise they didn't run all that well last week, but they can get that passing game heated up. Um, um, it's hard to compare them to anybody because they do a lot of dink and dunk and then take shots at certain parts of the field. Um, I would say that they are probably their own, own little elite group. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think who I can c- compare them to. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. So they just try to kind of take their shots when they're there? Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, just got play leverage. Um, Stay on top and and let everything else take care of itself. You've got uh, Leon's there, and I know he didn't play. You know, he's played some, but um, what do you remember about him? What was your relationship like with him, and do you miss him? Yes, I do miss him, man. Um, Me and Leon talk probably at least once a week. Um, The other week when he was on the bye, we went and had a drink and had lunch together. So uh, me and Lee have always been um, really close. Um, I give him a a lot of credit for where I'm at now, you know, so – the respect level is to the highest capacity for Leon. I love him as a friend, a person, and um, a player. So he was kind of a quiet leader, would you say? Um, I guess quiet to y'all. He wasn't mm-hmm. quiet to us, though. Oh, is that right? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> having Wallace Gilberry back, what's that add? Well, it was good, man. He got a, a great motor that that don't stop. You know, um, you need guys like that on your team um, to help out. I mean, to fill in or, or give guys breaks or whatever the situation might be, but um, you know you're going to get 110% when he's on the field. He's a little salty, isn't he? Is he, he adds a little salt to the mix, though. Oh, yeah, a lot of salt to the mix. Um, and that's what I was saying. Um, it's almost like one of those Dennis Rockman guys. Uh, his motor never stopped. He always gave him 110%. Um, he might not win every play, but he's going to di- disrupt a lot of plays. So uh, it would be good for us. 
got three Besides, guys on this team now that have, have left and then come back. And what's that say about this locker room? Uh, I didn't even know that, but... Um, Mike and Sims. Who? Mike Johnson. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I know. I guess it shows the 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 close how close we are as a group. Um, I can't speak for nothing else because I'm not making the calls of who's in the locker room. But um, I know we have a very close group in the locker room. Is there any noticeable change that we would see in the second half that you feel like this team needs to to make or do? Uh, I don't know. I'm not the coach, so all I could do is worry about my job and um, compete with the group and see if we can win some, win some games. You said you went back and looked at uh, every play. Uh, how, how do you think you did? Um, I think I did all right. Um, I could have tackled a little bit better. Um, I gave up one ball over 15 or tw one ball over 20 yards, whatever it is. So um, uh, one touchdown in eight games. So just keep my head down working, man. Um, it, 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 it'll get going. And I had to ask him that last question because I, for one, have been critical of Adam Jones's play. So, hey, Adam, what have you seen through eight games? Because last year, Adam Jones, I and I've said this, I think Adam Jones, Pac-Man, is a freak. He's one of those guys that is 33, 34, really looks 27, 28. He's going to be 38 still playing. Like, that's how I think of him. But to me, he looks different. He looked different in London. And you heard him talk about the tackling. That has to change. I expect it to change. It's a veteran team, a team that needs to, to change that. If they start making tackles, they will improve on defense. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, and I don't think that is going to change anytime soon. This team on defense, this defense isn't as good as the 2015-2016 Bengals defense. Even if they tackle, that isn't changing. One other guy that you, I know you like to hear from, Jeremy Hill. I talked with reporters today. And Jeremy Hill's interesting because, well, Odell Beckham and him, they're college uh, teammates, and not only that did they go to LSU together, but still really good friends today. This is good stuff from Jeremy Hill on his relationship with Odell Beckham, the second half of the season, and more. It's just Jeremy Hill talking to myself and a bunch of reporters earlier today at Paul Brown Stadium. You'll see a former teammate there, um, Beckham Jr., what – what strikes you about him? Because he kind of took this league by storm, but if I remember talking to you when you were a rookie, you weren't surprised by any of this. Yeah, I mean, just doing what, what he always has done his whole career, and that's just, just having fun out there and playing his game, and I don't expect that to change anytime soon, and uh, he's going to go out there and, and go out there and have fun and play his game again, so that's just something uh, that I'm shocked about or, you know, something that surprises me. It's just what I've seen him do ever since I've known him. What kind of guy is he, <clears throat> teammate is he? Um, it seems like teams really try to get inside his head during a game. What, what's yeah. he like? Oh, he's a great guy. I think if you talk to all of his teammates, they'll tell you nothing but great things about him. And, um, you know, any, anyone who's ever played with him will tell you that. Um, and off the field, he's an amazing guy, too. So I think if you talk to anyone off the field, they'll tell you um, every encounter that they've had with him has been nothing but good things. So um, obviously the stuff that happens out there gets uh, pinpointed on him. And if you watch a Giants game, the camera's on him 24-7. So that's just, you know, it comes with it. I think he understands that now, and I think uh, he's been doing a tremendous job, uh, you know, since the beginning of the season with us. So. With you guys and, and the running game, and it started getting cranked up here before the bye, um, what do you think changed there, and what do you think has to happen 
the rest of the season to keep it at that rate? Yeah, I think, you know, for us, it's uh, it's kind of just what happens with a lot of NFL teams, game flow. Um, you get down a few points or, you know, it's, a, you know, the, you got to throw the ball. So I think, you know, for us, we kind of got down that Pittsburgh game. Um, the Jets game was back and forth. And it's just kind of, you know, we just really didn't put an emphasis on getting the run game going. I think Zamp kind of talked to us and just said, hey, we need to put an emphasis on this. And that's what we did. And we responded. I think the offensive line responded. Um, you know, Gio and I have done a good job so far, and uh, we just got to continue to do those things. You want to be in a better spot record-wise, but this division's really tight. Um, should be a really good second half of the season. You look forward to that, you relish that, and you like your spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for us, we put ourselves in this position that we're in, so we can't blame anyone or point any fingers that way. Um, but for us, it's, it's accepting the challenge ahead, and I think for us, that's just playing, taking it week by week, and understanding that almost each week is almost like a playoff game at this point, um, you know, with it being so close. Uh, and every loss hurts uh, really bad, so uh, we know going forward that uh, losing football games isn't an option. But Jeremy, I know it's not your, your position, but how have you seen Odell, I guess, evolve as a receiver since, since your days at at LSU? I think uh, really um, it's just him being a number one now. I think LSU, we kind of was balanced. He wasn't really the number one guy. Uh, Jarvis is kind of that. And uh, he's getting the opportunity that, you know, that he deserves and uh, he's worked so hard for it and he's capitalizing on that. So for me, um, I wouldn't say he's gotten way better or he's been doing anything uh, we haven't seen. Um, it's just he's got the opportunity that he deserves and he's taking advantage of it. For yourselves, you know, it's the second half of the season. Do you notice any tone shift in meetings and things like that this week? Do people kind of realize, all right, you know, it's a new, almost, I guess, a new season if you look at it that way? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, we're halfway through, so obviously uh, we got halfway to go. Um, but for us, it's really just, it's the main goal is just win. I think uh, we do that. I think a lot of stuff will, will be eased and uh, we can get going back in the right direction. That's Jeremy Hill and. By the way, this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. You're going to get exclusive one-on-one interviews as well. This is our Monday, essentially, as far as the media goes for the Bengals since they play on Monday night. So I know it's Tuesday, but it's really Monday. So normally you don't even get that kind of audio, but I was able to make it down there today. I will also be there Thursday for their normal open locker room. You'll get press conference, one-on-ones with players, and so much more. I look at this team, and yes, there's room for improvement. They seem optimistic. The general feeling in the locker room is optimism. They're smiling. They're still confident in their ability. But as a fan, and if you're a fan, and obviously you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, you need to see it on the field. And the fan in me needs to see it on the field, and I'm sure you're the same way. Tweet me, at James Erpine. What do you think about the Bengals? I want your tweets. I'll read them on the podcast. So tweet me what you think about the Bengals. There's there's so much more coming up. You'll get Joe Goodberry later this week to preview the matchup. So much stuff that's coming at you. I know I talked to multiple Bengals today. We'll get some one-on-ones in on Thursday. Tomorrow, I'll dive in. I'll read your tweets. How do you feel at the Bengals through eight games? Do you think they make the playoffs? Tweet me at James Erpine. Subscribe to the Locked on Bengals podcast on iTunes and Audioboom.com. And share this with every single person you know. I know it's election day. Hit subscribe on the podcast. I'm James Rapine. Thank you for listening. It's a Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that 
the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason. Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.